Hello and welcome to Vet Chloe on the Road. Insights from real people making positive change for our planet. I am Chloe, a veterinarian who has an interest in wildlife and all things environmental. And this is a show for people who would like to connect, learn, and prioritize caring for our beautiful green and blue world. Come join me as I travel around Australia in my van, Layla. Let's share all things conservation and meet all the inspiring environmental heroes along the way. And on today's episode, let's meet Andrew Wright. Here in Port Lincoln, it is the only place you can cage dive with great white sharks in Australia. And I had to give it a go. And I went with the knowledgeable and super friendly Andrew, a part owner of a successful cage diving business called Calypso Star Charters that is fully licensed by the Australian Department of Environment and Water and is advanced eco certified, recognizing that they conduct their operations in a way that is environmentally conscious and sustainable sustainable, whilst also providing an educational role. They are the only shark cage diving operator in Australia that is fully transparent with publicizing current and historic shark sightings. Check out their fabulous Instagram account at Calypso Star Charters to see some of their incredible up-close shark images and listen in as we have a chat about one of the great apex predators of the ocean, the great white shark. So, hi, Andrew. Thank you for being here for this yeah. interview. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Absolutely. So, I just wanted to um, start off with asking if you could tell us a bit about yourself, your background with um, the ocean boats and that kind of thing. Yeah, so I've uh, been doing this for oh, about 16 and a half years now. Uh, mm. came, came to Port Lincoln back in uh, end of 2002. Uh, originally hailed from Kununurra, right in the north of Western yes. Australia. And uh, yeah, came to Port Lincoln just looking for a job on a boat um, and, and had the intention of only being here for a few months uh-huh. uh, just to get a bit of sea time up so that I could uh, end up getting my uh, my master's ticket to drive my parents' boat uh, back yes. on the Yord River. Um, right. But uh, a few months has turned into uh, <laughs> uh, 16 Many. years, a wife and two kids, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm still here. So, uh, yes. But look, loving it. Mum and Dad have sold their boat back, uh, back in Kununurra, uh-huh. so uh, no, Port Lincoln's home. So. And that was very much um, land-based. Kalanara, yeah, although you were yeah, on the river. Absolutely, no, it was yeah. on the uh, on the Ord River. The business that they, well, the boat that they had, uh, was just doing, uh, yeah, just sort of half day trips uh, mm-hmm. uh, through the backwaters, through the Lily Creek Lagoon, up to Elephant Rock, and, and back to town again. Okay, for those yeah. That know the area. Yeah, so not shark territory. No, 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 <laughs> more uh, more crocodiles. Yeah. Um, oh right. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is true. Um, so how did you get into um, the shark cage diving industry? Oh look, it was just merely by almost by not so much mistake. It was just, you know, I just stumbled upon it. So mm. I, uh, um, I mean, I've got family in Port Lincoln. My aunt uh, lives in Port Lincoln, and mm-hmm. so I had a, you know, had a couple of contacts in town, and that was a, a bit of a start to, you know, to, to talk to a few people about getting a job. And uh, I mean, when I first arrived, I, I spoke to a lot of the fishermen, and you know, went from boat to boat looking for a job, mm-hmm. and then just just by chance happened to uh, come across somebody who knew uh, Ralph Shabaisky, who was the original owner of, uh, yes. of Calypso Star, and and pretty much, yeah, had a cup of coffee with Ralph one morning and started work for him the next. So, right. Uh, and then, yeah, then uh, worked worked for Ralph for uh, the best part of four years. Uh, back in those days, I guess you 
did say shark cage diving was was more of a hobby. Uh, yes. I mean, no no disrespect, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just uh, you know uh, yeah, Rolf and uh, and Rodney Fox uh-huh. um, sort and of how heading did they out. get into it? I mean, uh, were they almost sort of world pioneers about this idea yeah, of being I mean, in a Rolf, cage? Rolf got into the cage diving. I mean, he's an electrician by trade, and uh, and got into the the cage diving again almost Hobby. by default I mean yeah. he was a, an electrician uh, game fishing was his was his pastime sort of thing that's back yes. in the days when you could catch great whites I mean keeping in ah. mind they've been protected now since uh, 1997 so Rolf actually yes. holds uh, the last uh, world record that was ever issued for, ah. uh, for, for the capture of a great white um, right. and, uh, and and yeah it's got many other you know, records for, for various species of fish sort of thing yes. uh, but, uh, but yeah he, he did a few you know a few jobs where he was uh, assisting uh, Rodney Fox with a few, few film crews and, and the like, and yep. I guess basically just fell into it. And then, mm. then I suppose over time, with the with the protection and, and yep. you know, saw the writing on the wall that that hey, you know, catching them was probably not the the best way to go, and, and that you know, showing them to people alive was uh, was a better option. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess his his sort of focus changed from from catching sharks and, and catching fish to just cage yeah. diving sort of thing. Because I guess so, awareness of the numbers going down yeah, probably changed yeah. his mentality of yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, look, he's still a fisherman, sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's certainly got a, a deep respect for uh, for great whites. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I mean, back in those days, you know, we'd we'd take up to eight guests, but often it was only three or four or whoever turned up, yeah. basically. And uh, and we'd go out for uh, typically four days at a time, staying ah, on board. Yes. So so we'd often, you know, swim with the sea lions on the way out, and yes. and then uh, go and cage dive, and 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 yeah, but it was only. Yeah, it was only about 80, 100 days a year at sea, uh-huh. uh, and, and I mean that's now that's now increased. I mean at our at our peak uh, a few years ago, we were we were up to about 300 days at sea. Wow. There's been been a few uh, regulation changes that that's uh, you know eased back a bit now. Now we're limited to a maximum yes. of 260 days, uh, but typically you know due to lesser demand over the winter and losing a few days here and there with bad weather, uh, typically 220 to 230 okay. days of, of shark diving a year these days because people there's a real um i guess it's a good business because people do want to see them yeah look look, yeah (laughs) it is uh i guess it's one of those businesses that uh that you don't get a lot of repeat customers. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's some people that come out and unfortunately you don't see a shark. And mm. I guess that's just a, you know, a, a, a fact of, of dealing with nature. And I guess word um, of mouth, because that's how I heard about it. Absolutely. It's quite strong. That's yeah. a beneficial yeah. thing. Because so, it seems like it's a very impressionable, memorable experience in yep. someone's life. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. And it's, it, it's one of those things that there's a lot of people out there that have dreamt about it since yeah. a young age. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't one of those people. I mean, I, I got into to cage diving, uh, you know, to get into boating more than mm. sharks. But, I mean, the sharks are certainly something that uh, that grows upon you. Yes. Uh, but, but I mean, anything to do with tourism is all customer service and talking to people yes. and keeping people happy. And, yes. and, and look, that's, uh, that's, that's a big part of the job and, yeah. and a big part of the enjoyment that you get from the well, job. Well, you did a fabulous job, I must say. You had a great captain presence. Um, we went out last Thursday. I did the combo tours. So we did the sea lions, Australian yep. sea lions in the morning, which was fabulous. Yep. I really couldn't get over how um, they're wild, yet they were so interactive and joyful around us humans. They were yeah, look, they uh, they're a very uh, charismatic species. <laughs> they uh, yeah, they, they seem to enjoy the uh, the interaction as, yeah, as much as the humans so. do. Yeah, if they don't yeah, want to be there, but, they would not be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a few sites that we can uh, operate to. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, the Australian sea lions are an endangered species, and. Yes. Uh, and there's actually talk of them to 
uh, elevate that status to to become critically endangered. Yes. Actually, and the main reason for the that is, yeah, the numbers are still decreasing. So uh, there's only about ten thousand of them left in the wild, mm-hmm. and uh, and unfortunately, yeah, dwindling by about two two and a half percent per breeding cycle. So they mm. they are unique in that their breeding cycle is every seventeen point six months, whereas most species mm. of pinnipeds uh, breed every twelve months, sort of thing. So right. I guess that's I guess fair. yeah, that's probably yeah they're. Yeah, they're up against the up against it, you yeah. know, from you know by their own biology sort of yeah. thing that uh, that they're breeding half as quick as all the other yes. pinnipeds, uh, and then you get you know the uh, the long nosed fur seals breeding every twelve months. Their their numbers are going through the roof, sort of thing. Right. So, uh, but and what's yeah, there's the a, main uh, um, issue for them and their numbers. Oh, uh, look, there's you know, well, I mean, they 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 started from a very small base, mm. um, and and I think there was probably a, a lot of. Um, a lot of knowledge lacking. Uh, I, I, I guess for a long time everyone just lumped seals and sea lions together and yeah. just thought that oh, seal numbers going through the roof and it's all, <laughs> all the same. But yeah. uh, but over time there's more uh, more understanding that hey no they're a very different species and 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 their uh, you know their behaviour is is very different. So now there's a lot of knowledge being gained around their their feeding patterns and you know they're mm-hmm. out at sea for several days and diving you know hundreds of times during that time. Yes. And and coming back to, to islands such as Hopkins where we went last week yes. um, practically exhausted sort mm-hmm. of thing and, and needing to sleep for uh, for about 20 hours a day so you know for <laughs> most the, were yeah. sleeping and then we had some that were um, I guess cooling off and yeah, yeah a, absolutely and I mean there's a lot of regulation around uh, around restricting what we do with the sea lions uh, yes. I mean they're not they're not fed in any way uh, they're not coerced into the water it's it's really if they want to come in they'll come yes. in and if they don't want to come in well they'll uh, they'll just start sleeping yeah. on the beach and we're but, in the uh, water we can't step on land. Correct, They're correct. And, 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 There's even yeah. a surveillance camera there Absolutely. too, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, and they'll a, let you know if anyone... Ah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, the, the uh, surveillance is, is probably, I mean, it's partly there for, for compliance. I mean, there's, yes. a, you know, there's, there's a few uh, commercial operators that, that go there and I, I guess the government wants to ensure that they're, that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, using... And do you think yeah. they're doing a good job? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. No, they're, uh, yeah, everyone's, uh, everyone's certainly trying their, yeah. uh, their darndest to uh, to you know turn things around and yeah. to an extent things have turned around I mean it's not too long ago their their decline was uh, was much more rapid than what it is now mm. so we're, we're heading in the right direction still got a little bit a little bit to go to uh, to turn things around and, and and hopefully you know we'll ultimately have it as a as positive growth sort mm. of thing rather than negative growth yeah um, but but the other thing is with, with, with the surveillance is is that there was a, a lot of gaps in in the uh, regulators knowledge about you know all right, we can we can ascertain what sort of impact or, or what sort of pressures um, you know commercial operations are having, but uh, but there was no knowledge around recreational sort of thing, and uh, um, you know we'd, we'd sort of long brought up that that hey look we're not the only ones that that go to these sites, mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of recreational boats that go there, and 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 yeah without that knowledge of exactly you know how many boats are going there, mm. and, and it's all well and good to restrict the commercial operators to right. you know to, to five individual... times a week, but if there's but, you know, if there's if there's thirty thirty other boats going there every day, mm. well, um, yeah, that's uh, it's all uh, all a waste sort of thing. It's more us going and just enjoying them. I guess we're not putting any negative pressure on them. Correct. With correct. the yeah. numbers going yeah. down, yeah. which is you know a sad thing to learn when you're um, enjoying them. Mm. Um, but I guess I guess they talk about um, 
fish um, net entanglement, that kind of thing, is an issue? Yeah, look, what, I mean, pollution? Do yeah, we have I mean, enough there's, there's, there's been, food source? Yeah, I mean, there's been a, a, a lot of knowledge gained in, in recent times, you know, in the last decade, 15 years sort of thing, about where the sea lions are going to feed, what they're feeding on, you know, yeah. are they are they just swimming around the ocean willy-nilly or are they are they following, you know, specific routes and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which they've, they've worked out that, yes, they, you know, to a point are, and, and so a lot of the, you know, restrictions around commercial fishing and, and netting and, and stuff like that has, has certainly been to avoid those areas mm-hmm. that have been identified as, as being yeah. important thoroughfares for the Australian yeah. sea lions and, yeah. and, and lots of other mitigation strategies that, that have, you know, I mean, probably had minimal impact on the on the commercial fishing but mm-hmm. uh, but, have, but have had a, a big positive impact on the uh, on the survival of the Australian sea yeah, lions. Yeah, so important. So, you know, the day started off with a, with a bang. Um, that was great to see them and although in my case we did not see any sharks um, it still was a great day out yeah. and to be honest it kind of um, was comforting for me to know that this is legit wildlife watching which comes with the reality of it being unpredictable yeah. um, oh, for sure. there's no guarantee yeah. Yeah. so they basically are just the great whites are just out there doing their thing, and if we're in the same place as they are, then great, we have an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Uh, I mean, Neptune Islands, where we uh, are permitted to do the cage diving, uh, it's the only place in Australia um, where it uh, where it can take place. Uh, and okay. there's also home really? to about 35,000 uh, long-nosed fur seals. So uh, I guess oh, I guess if you want to, yeah, if you want to see a shark, you've got to go to where they're typically <laughs> going to go to go yes. to feed, sort of thing. So yeah, yes. I mean, although you know, I think that the sharks like a Instagram feature the same as everyone else does but uh, but no look they're going there for a purpose none of the sharks that we see uh, have been identified as as actually living there they're, they're very transient you know nomadic I suppose yes. you would say in that you know we, we see sharks year round but we can also miss year round sort of thing yeah. um, I mean fortunately we're you know we're, we're lucky enough to have a, a, a quite a high success rate at, at, at finding sharks I mean over the last 10 years that's sort of averaged uh, at, at about 85 percent mm, um, in the last yeah. the last 12 months have been you know below average um, yes. but, but there's there's been you know 12 months periods in the last 10 years that have been up over 95 percent mm. to, uh, sort to of compensate. natural cycles of them going yeah, elsewhere look, it's, and, and that's the thing I guess if you understand that the that the sharks are going to Neptunes to to eat uh, mm-hmm. I guess if they're not going to Neptunes it doesn't mean that they've that they're not not around that they've yeah. you know that they've all died out or anything like that yes. it, it's more just that hey look they're, they're probably getting a a better offer somewhere else sort yeah. of thing or if they're you know if they're getting a feed along the way well they're not needing to 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 go to to places like neptunes or or not needing to spend as long at places yes. like neptunes to to get the sustenance that yeah. they need to to continue their journey and and you know i mean some of the sharks that we've that have been tagged at neptunes over the years have have gone as far as rockhampton up in queensland yes. as far as the ningaloo reef over in western australia yeah, so, either so way, yeah yeah absolutely east, yeah. yeah so they're you know they're traveling vast distances and and it, it, it's a, it is a special place in that you know it's one of the few places where you can reliably go and and see you know often multiple sharks per day sort mm, of thing there's, yeah, there's not too many top, places top predators of the ocean absolutely <laughs> and, and and i mean when they're there uh i mean they're you know they're running their own race really but uh, but when they're at places like neptunes they're actually you know to a point getting along pretty well together i mean not yes. not so much you know not so well that they're you know hunting together <laughs> but they're but they're 
they're, they're certainly able to tolerate one another yes. while they're in you know, close Fighting proximity. Fighting each other, yeah. Yeah, coming yeah. around. Yeah. And you know, when you go on these sort of experiences, I guess you also want to learn and get educated on their survival and their kind of conservation welfare. Um, we've talked a bit about the Australian sea lion. What about the great white sharks? What's the government and perhaps their alliances with you? What, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, I mean, there's there's a bit that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, I, I guess with with shark cage diving, there's you know there's there's people in the community that are you know vehemently opposed to it. There's mm-hmm. there's there's members of the community that are that are you know fully supportive of it, of it sort of mm-hmm. thing. But uh, but I, I guess from a, a regulation point of view, it's all about you know minimising minimising the impact and and I mean hopefully no impact. That's the mm-hmm. yeah, that's the ideal scenario. Um, but but I guess you know one of the one of the main positives um, of activities like shark cage diving is, is as you said, you know, that, that educational component, mm-hmm. uh, you know, giving people that, uh, that, that appreciation and, and understanding of a, of, of a species that is often misunderstood. Yes. Uh, and, and look, I mean, let's, let's face it, people are only going to appreciate something that they, that they love, really. Yes. You know? and, and, and I mean, it's a bit hard to love it, you know, through a book or, you know, through a documentary or something like that. There, yes. is, there is something special about, uh, about seeing such a you know magnificent animal in its you know natural yeah, environment sort of thing and as you said i mean part and part and parcel of that unfortunately and it is it is certainly disappointing i mean not only for the guests that have traveled you know often across the country yeah. or across the world sort of thing Got a big uh, i mean don't you? yeah i mean certainly you know certainly disappointing for, uh, for for us as an operator for our you know for our team on board because um, yeah. i mean all, all we want is is for people to see a shark and, and go away happy but uh, yeah. unfortunately sometimes it doesn't <laughs> happen sort of thing so, yeah it's but, just comes with yeah. uh, the territory, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, so a lot of the the research um, that, that that's conducted at Neptune Islands is is about keeping a check on uh, you know how long the sharks are staying there, when they're arriving, when they're leaving, mm-hmm. and and ensuring that that over time isn't changing, sort yes. of thing. And and you know the the Department of Environment, you know, state based, has got a adaptive management you know um, yeah. plan in place that uh, you know it's got a few trigger points in it that hey if the sharks are staying a bit longer than they were 20 years ago well, we're going to you know tighten up the controls a bit if, if everything's running smoothly well not yes. so much they loosen the controls but uh, yeah. well they're, they're certainly not going to let go of the reins anytime soon yeah. but uh, but yeah if everything's ticking along nicely and and, and you know yeah, running that smoothly sounds sensible, that's, doesn't that's it? good that kind of yeah. um, overview yeah. someone there and you were saying that flinders university might jump on board and they might um, acoustic ID these sharks yeah, um, yeah, and not so just yourself but the other yeah, folks yeah, so, so I mean the yeah the, the, the tagging that they do uh, you know they'll, they'll come out and put a what's um, that yeah so so with the with the tags I mean the acoustic tags are, you know they're probably about twice the size of your of your lipstick sort of thing mm. um, that uh, yeah it's, it's just yeah yeah absolutely no yeah. I mean it's, it, it, that tag is is tethered to the to the shark I mean it's you know it's probably the equivalent of your you getting your ears pierced really you know yeah. nine times out of ten the shark doesn't even just feel it as it yeah and yeah. they sort of they shoot it through the water to uh, yeah yeah so either yeah either with a you know with a with a spear gun or with a, a lance sort of thing you know yeah. with a needle just to just to get the tether in under the and skin and they're on the so, boat doing that oh uh, yeah yeah correct correct yeah 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 <laughs> They're not. Uh, they're not swimming around. Uh, uh, yeah, swimming yeah. after a shark. No, no way. They're on on board, and yeah. and those tags transmit. Uh, a noise, so like okay, a, a yeah. you know a pulsing noise every about every Hopefully five minutes. Hopefully, doesn't irritate the shark. Well, there's, there's yeah, there's been a lot of 
you know, there's been a lot of study into that, uh, and and no, I think they're confident that it's a a frequency that the sharks can't you know can't pick up sort of thing. And I mean, it's not it's actually not detectable to to humans either sort of thing. Um, But uh, but there's a series of receivers um, at North Neptune and at South Neptune uh, that that will detect those tags when they're within about five six hundred meters of of the uh, of the receiver. Uh, And and that's day and night. That's you know that's regardless if, if operators are there or not sort of thing. So from that, they can they can start to piece together, you know, how long the sharks are staying there. Are they, you know, are they turning up five minutes before the boat turns up? And and look so far. They so, don't want that. No, right? they don't. No, they don't. They want don't them no, on a they don't. No, they, they don't want them on a schedule. And and look, nor do we. Yeah. Because um, I mean that that is that is part of the fun is is to know that that you know yeah. that you're having no impact. And and I mean so far, you know, they're they're finding that you know a shark that'll turn up at nine o'clock one day will be five thirty in the afternoon the next and yeah. last two in the morning the day after. So that is confident. This is what the numbers yeah. are showing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's good, uh, you, know, you know, particularly if you're, if you're facing, you know, opposition about what mm. you do. And I mean, shark diving, there's, there's no shortage of critics sort of thing. Mm. And, and, and what's uh, their main opposition? They think it is interfering with the Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's unfortunate perception that, that, you know, research. that we're training sharks and all right. of that sort of stuff. And, and hey, I mean, as, as you saw firsthand, it's like, well, nothing's being trained because, you know, no. three, three days earlier there was four sharks and when you yeah. jumped on board they'd all run away. Yeah, it's so, a genuine, um, you know, roll the dice. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> There's high chances, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it is. And, 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 you know, people often ask us, they say, oh, oh are we going to see... What's the chance of seeing a shark today? Oh, and, and but you, you hate that you, question. And, yeah, <laughs> difficult and, one. But, but, I mean, the, the answer's always the same. I mean, the chance is, is 50-50. You'll yeah. either see a shark or you won't. Yeah. Um, but the, the likelihood of it is, is that 85% that, you okay. know, that, yes. that's, that's yeah. been shown over the last 10 yes. years sort of thing. So, and maybe um, I understand that... Um because we were chumming slightly. Um, it wasn't very much, though. I was no. quite surprised with how little it was. Yeah. And what's the purpose of that? Because only a few boats have... It's regulated. Yep. Um, so you guys have that authority to do. And yep. um, can you tell us a bit more about that technique? Yeah, when... yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the you know, the... We're only permitted to operate to the Neptune Islands, and, mm. and that is a big seal colony. You know, it's yeah. like a like a Coles and Woolworths sort of thing. <laughs> if you're a shark, you're going to go there and do your shopping sort of yeah. thing. Um, so, so the idea with the chum is, 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 I mean, it's a it's fish based sort of thing. It's natural. Um, I mean, we we use the uh, the guts and gills from the from the southern bleaching yeah, really tuna. Yeah, wasn't really very It was pretty like all the off. No, no, ab- absolutely. Mm. It's just the, the guts and gills, and I mean that's uh, yeah, that, that's otherwise a, a waste product sort of yeah. thing of, of the tuna farming industry. Industry in Port Lincoln, and uh, yeah, so we we run you know run them through a mincer to you know grind it all up, and yes. uh, uh, so I mean the the actual chum is I mean even if there's sharks around, they're they're getting no nutritional value from that whatsoever. Yeah, it's hardly um, a snack. It's just oh, more. It, it, they it, might come over just, to have a look. That's yeah, the purpose. All, all, all that's for is is you are just wanting to you know just to to get a shark that's in the general vicinity close mm. enough to the boat so that you can see it sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, and, and then the bait that we use. Is the again the gut and gill of the uh, of the tuna, but in its whole form, um, yes. tethered to a tethered to a rope, and I mean it's tied on with a natural fibre twine, and and the idea is is that the shark doesn't get the bait, sort of thing. Like we're not there to feed sharks, we're there to yeah. we're there to get them close enough to the boat so that people can have a look, and yeah. and but there's certainly the the understanding that hey, from time to time the shark's going to outsmart us and and we'll get a bait. Like that <laughs> that is inevitable. Yes. They are a apex predator, and you know just despite you know. I mean, regardless of how good we are or at, at spotting a shark or, or you know ripping the bait yeah. away 
it, it does happen, uh, but there's controls in place uh, regulating how much bait, how much burley yeah. we use on a, on a fortnightly basis, on yeah. a quota. Um, and, and, and that all goes to a state government or the big government? Uh, that, that, that's, all, some... that's all state government based. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Neptune Islands is a, uh, is a marine park. Nor, uh, North Neptune, where we were on Thursday, is a, a sanctuary zone. There's actually yes. no fishing permitted there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so all that is, is regulated by the Department of Environment, who are yeah. in charge of And of you have to submit reports as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So there's paperwork. Yeah, there's paperwork every day. <laughs> oh. And uh, yeah, that, that's all Important submitted. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, as I said, you know, one of the control measures is that yeah. if, if a shark does take a bait, uh, yeah. we then can't use any more bait or burley for a 15-minute okay. uh, yeah. period. The idea with that is, is, is sort of twofold. One, it's uh, kind of like a penalty sort of thing for mm-hmm. us to, uh, you know, to keep us on the, as operators on the straight and narrow to, mm-hmm. to make sure that we are, well, to... <laughs> Yeah, encourage us to do the right thing because yes. I mean, at the end of the day, we'd rather have a be able to have a bait in the water yes. as often as we can, sort of thing. To uh, you know, to, to 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 keep getting the shark to the boat. Um, so yeah, there's that that time penalty to 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 make sure that we're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also about you know making sure that the sharks don't get a bait and then think, oh, that was good. I'll swim past again and get another one, sort uh-huh. of thing. So if there's that yeah. if there's that break in in stimulation, uh, yes. yeah, it, it, it's about minimising so that impact. I guess so. You're, you're kind of in agreement with these um, um, practices in place. It makes sense. Oh, oh look, are, I mean, we yeah. were, you know, we were... It's we not were, there's any stupid... No, no, of... I mean, look, we were, we were strongly involved in, in, in the formulation of oh, this. Oh, great, thing, so it's kind of I mean, a good the, sort of yeah, I mean, partnership. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, in, in most cases, you know, what's what's good for the environment is also good also for business good for as well. Also good for business, yeah, yeah so I think so. everyone can come with their ideas and that's... That's good to know. So let's talk more about the sharks themselves. I was told that this in this place in Port Lincoln is where you can see some of the biggest great white sharks in the world. Some oh, of the biggest. Oh, look, everyone is that wants. True? Everyone always wants to see the biggest. Because <laughs> um, the females are the biggest, right? What over four oh, meters long? Yeah, or yeah. I mean, can we, you give us an idea. Of yeah, how I mean, so we we get you know male sharks and and female sharks and, yeah. and and I mean we get you know great whites. We get some bronze whalers from time to time. Some short fin mako sharks from time to time. But it's it's the mm. great whites that you know people want to concentrate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, you'll you'll get male sharks year round, um, mm-hmm. and and typically, you know, the the, the more favoured time for the female sharks to come through is sort of April through to about August. Um, yes. It's a little bit of a misconception that you know everyone thinks, oh, just because it's a big shark, it's going to be a female sort of oh, thing. Okay. And, and I mean, really, the only way to tell is to see the the claspers of the male shark under the uh, okay. under the tail sort of thing. Okay. They're they're, they're, they're um, they're, they're is there boy a bits the and size of a male? Or um, not really. No, 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 not really. I mean, I've I've seen male sharks up around the the five metre mark, and I've seen have you? Okay. And, and I've seen female sharks that are two metres sort yes. of things. So, but but look, I mean, the female sharks are typically uh, heavier for the same mm-hmm. length sort of thing. They've got that bit, bit more girth about them. But I guess yeah. when you you know when when they're uh, sexually mature, they you know their pups are uh, mm-hmm. you know thirty odd kilos when they're born. So they're yeah. not a, not a small animal is when they seven, come out. Seven to eight years for maturity uh, no 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 uh, for the for the males, males. it's about that uh, yeah. for the uh, for the females it's sort of closer to about 12 to 15 years 12 to 15. so yes yeah, so about that five yeah. meter mark for the I females so 
you know, quite a disadvantage um, for their breeding, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. they, is it 30 to 40 years, their um, lifespan? Is well, that still the thinking? Yeah, that's, that is the, the thinking. Out. I mean, the, the jury's still out, and that's the thing. Like, the jury's out on a lot of things yeah. with, with white some sharks. Some could be 70, though, um, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, there's there's some reports that uh, that put their, their lifespan up to about 70, but I think the, the general thinking is that 30 yeah. to 40 years sort of mark. Um, yeah. And, but, yeah, they've got to be, you know, 12 to 15 years to, to become sexually mature um so yeah that that definitely inhibits you know their their pup production and have you seen kind of like young sharks or baby sharks or not really not the adults not really i mean we we tend to see those sort of mid-size you know teenagers you Mm -hmm. know adolescents or you know unruly (laughs) adolescents i suppose are they a bit more curious Um, do you find oh look i mean we we certainly find that the 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 bigger ones tend to be a little bit more cautious i suppose i mean i I guess i guess you don't get that big in the wild by being reckless i suppose um but i mean i mean not that they're yeah not cautious isn't I don't know if that's the right word, but they yeah. they just tend to be that little bit more reserved than the than the you know sure. three three and a half meter ones. It's just got a bit more bit more get up and go about them. <laughs> Thick ones might um, come closer. But then. we we don't see very many uh, particularly small great whites. I mean they're yeah. born at about that one point two meter thirty odd kilo mark. Um, but I guess you know again coming back to the food source at Neptune's is that they're not. You know, for the first few years, the great white's not eating seals, sort of mm. thing. So it's like, you know, if you, you know, if you're 14, well, there's and you can't have a beer. There's no point going to the pub, sort of thing. <laughs> um, so, so it's the same with the great white. Yeah. If, like if, well, if you, if, if you're too young to actually eat a seal and and, and hunt yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and 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 not only that, but if you're if you're a small great white and you're you're hanging out where the big boys, yeah. you know, roam, um, you're kind of a bit vulnerable, sort yes. of thing. So that yeah. So sense. there's not there's not a lot known. Uh, in this in this southwestern population uh, in Australia of where the you know where the juvenile great whites mm-hmm. hang out you know yeah. nothing's really known about where they're born. Do you get um, researchers coming on board from yeah, around the world I mean, or people? Yes and no. Yeah. Prob- probably more no than yes sort yeah. of thing. I mean, I think the great whites are a, uh, you know there's, it's one of those species that are quite hard to unlock their secrets yeah. you know and then they've still got a lot of secrets that they hold pretty close to their chest you know <laughs> no one's no one's ever seen him mate no one's ever seen him give right. birth i mean we're only guessing about pup numbers and and, and right. stuff like that yeah. um i mean over on the east coast of australia there's a there's a bit of knowledge starting to be developed about you know juvenile great whites um sort of congregating in in places like you know port stevens and mm-hmm. you know around that new south wales coast okay, um but but yeah there's there there is the the knowledge of, of two uh, quite distinctly different populations of great whites uh, with Bass Strait basically being the divide but yes. as I said earlier there's you know there's sharks that we've seen well that we've tagged at Neptune's that have gone to Rockhampton you wow. know like they've gone from from one population That's to the other but distance. but it, but it's not known if if hey was that an east coast shark that just happened to get tagged over mm, here or was okay. it a was it a southwest shark that just happened yeah. to you know go uh, to go east so so there, there is you know there is a lot of evidence of of 
movement sort of thing, but there's yes. there's very little evidence of, of uh, genetic mixing yeah. between the two sort of well, thing. Just and, and keep on learning slowly and slowly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and I mean that's that's the thing. I mean, it's you know whenever there's you know shark attacks or sightings in metropolitan areas, everyone's yeah. like, oh, just get out there and tag them all sort of thing. And it's like in reality, you're never going to tag them. All. <laughs> you know, it's it's a big wide ocean like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all right, places like Neptune's are a, are a focal point for yeah. uh, for sharks, but but at the end of the day, we don't see every shark at Neptune's that, that swims in South Australian waters, yes. sort of thing. Like, I mean, in years gone by, we used to be allowed to operate at Dangerous Reef up in the Spencer Gulf, um, which which just happens to be, a well, one of the state's largest um, breeding colonies of the Australian sea lions. And, and, I mean, part of that is, you know, for the last 10, 12 years, we haven't been allowed to go to Dangerous Reef mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, to for support the, the sea yeah. lion sort of thing. But, look, there was sharks that we would see at Dangerous Reef that we would not see at Neptune's and, and vice versa mm, sort of thing. So, so, yeah. You know, Starting to get an idea of and, yeah, and where they are. Yeah, yeah. And um, what is the experience of seeing a great white shark down there? Do you want to talk us through kind of... You've oh, probably had multiple oh, experiences. Uh, yeah, What's yeah, it like? Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, it's, I, mean I, 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 still, I still remember my first sort yeah. of thing. We'd, uh, you know, we were out on a trip. It was November from memory. And, uh, you know, we'd been out there and... and uh, I think we'd swum with the sea lions on the way down and, and you know, got there, got a bait in, started chumming and, you know, had lunch and I was still waiting for <laughs> shark and, you know, I mean, I'd, I I guess I jumped on board not really... I didn't really have any preconceived ideas yeah. of, of what to expect. You know, as I said, I grew up inland, you know, yeah. crocs were more my thing than, <laughs> than sharks. And, I, yeah, it's something I'd never really given a thought to. But, I, yeah, I distinctly remember actually being up on the on the bow of the vessel, um, just, you know, doing something with a, with a dinghy or checking the anchor or something like yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's this three, three-and-a-half-metre shark just, wow. just there. And I thought... Yeah, that's pretty cool. I can <laughs> I can see why people you know travel a long way to you know to to come and see one of these animals. Yeah. And uh, but look, I mean, being being in the cage is 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 quite surreal. And I mean, for me, I've mm. I've lost count. You know, it'd be yeah. fifteen hundred, couple of thousand times. I, I I couldn't honestly tell you how many times I've been in the cage over yeah. the last sixteen, seventeen years. But it's something that that never grows old, sort really, of thing. Yeah. Like you get in, and every every dive's different. Uh, you know, the sharks are always doing different things, and and yeah, it, it's always. I guess one of those things is at, at Neptune's. You would have seen. Um, yeah, there's plenty of fish there. It's a sanctuary mm. zones, heaps of trevallies, big kingfish, you know, swallowtail, leather jackets, and and all of that come to the come to the party. And and, <laughs> and I mean, it's almost like nature's little curtain sort of thing yeah. at times, where where it's you know you're looking around and and I mean the visibility is amazing. You know, often yes. 15, 18, 20 meters. Um, but you got these fish in the way, and you just sort of think, oh, is that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 like you would have experienced yourself that yeah. you know times when you when you're waiting for a shark to turn up, and and you're sort of looking I and. Beneath and, you oh, and your and eyes start to play and tricks, you. and you and you think, oh, is that? Oh no, it's just some fish, sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that that never grows old, and yeah. uh, and and it's always, you know, it's always a challenge for people yeah. that that even when there's sharks there, for for people to to. To, to see them coming, you know, I mean, you'd, you'd think that something that's, you know, longer than your dining room table um, would be pretty easy to spot, but it, yeah. it, it is incredible that at it's times you can, you. They, they really can sneak <laughs> up on you for sure. So Yeah, but, well, yeah. it was great because, um, as you know, I'm here doing a veterinary locum placement at the uh, local vet clinic, and on day one, one of the vet nurses said, "You, if you're here, this is the must thing 
must-do thing in Port Lincoln. You've got to go out um, and, and try and see one of our great whites um, and experience the sea lions. And um, many of the um, of my colleagues there have been on your boat and all strongly advised um, and had a great experience on it. And what was comforting is that, because I was a bit nervous about being a bit of a uh, shark phobia with surfing and things, I just didn't want to um, experience something a bit scary that I might hold with me. But um, you know, and I told that to my colleagues, and they all said, nah, don't worry. They all had a similar feeling. They said it was just more fascinating, more just in complete awe, more of a, a super positive and, you know, one of the biggest life moments um, that they experienced. And that really kind of gave me the brave boots to sign up. And, and even just even jumping in the cage, knowing that there's no shark down there, but just having a look around, it's all very exciting. and. Um, I think it's an amazing experience. I have a feeling I'll be doing it in the future. Oh, look, you, you say about jumping in the cage knowing that there was no shark. Was <laughs> but like, did well, I? Did you, sort of thing. And, and, and yeah. I mean, that, you know, there, there, there's certainly been numerous times, and, and through tagging we can, we can begin to understand this, that there's definitely times where... We, we won't have either seen a shark or won't have seen a tag shark on any given day and then you know then suddenly they'll download the, mm. the data from the receivers and uh, and it's all time coded you know to the okay. to the second sort yeah. of thing. and uh, and then the the receivers will show well actually no there was a tag one there and sort of like well oh. hmm, where was he it saw you know, me, it was, but a, I didn't it was it. <laughs> yeah somewhere within the somewhere within the 500 meter uh, acoustic range of that tag but yeah. you know where was it why wasn't it at the boat and and yeah. that's that's the other thing is is that yeah unfortunately there's that bit of a misconception um, that that probably works against the industry that you know people think oh you know just because there's you know the boats there if there's a shark there of course it's going to be behind the back of the boat and it's like we you know look we're starting to understand that as much as we would like to hope that we've you know got that influence to to get to get any shark that's in that general vicinity Mm -hmm. to the boat sort of thing for the you know for the enjoyment of the of the guests on board um really what we're finding is is that the sharks are just doing what they do Mm. you know like a shark might be swimming away swimming around six seven eight hundred meters away Mm. completely not so much oblivious to to the presence of the boat um because I'm, I'm sure that they're you know that they're clever enough to know that hey we're there yeah um but but yeah just without without enough of a concern to you know to to turn up to the boat sort of yeah. thing so and i mean i, th- I think that's that's kind of cool it's it, it's quite an important uh point that we that we certainly uh you know push to people yeah. is that that look yeah well you know yeah, the, the the impact is is very minimal. Um, yeah. the, the sharks are just coming and going as they as they want, mm. as they you know otherwise as they otherwise would sort of thing, and uh, and and you know for the most part they're they're just going about their their normal they're doing business. Their thing. We're doing our yeah, thing. Yeah, Sometimes we'll cross in the night. Yeah, Ab- abs- absolutely. <laughs> Crossing and, uh, ships in the night and, or whatever that thing yeah, is. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And um, with these sharks. Um, um, and do most people have this kind of an experience? Um, what do most people report about their experience seeing the sharks? Oh, look, it's it, it's mixed. interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is it is mixed, and I mean, you know, all of our guests, we you know, obviously give people a, a feedback form on the on, yeah. the on the trip home, and and hopefully by then they've you know they've had a chance to reflect and had a beer or something yeah. like that and settled the nerves and, and whatnot. <laughs> and and you know, one of the you know one of the questions in that feedback form is you know what were your what were your thoughts 
before cage diving? You know, yeah. What was your, your preconceived idea of, you know, about sharks, about shark cage diving, about the use of bait to, you know, attract sharks and anything really? Yeah. And and then, you know, reflecting upon your experience, what what are your thoughts now sort mm. of thing? And, you know, it, it's always interesting reading. And, and, and I mean, I, you know, I take a, gr- a great deal of enjoyment reading feedback mm. forms and, and, you know, that's that's how you, you make a better business is, yeah. is, is responding to, uh, you know, to, to, to the needs and, and wants of your uh, of your clientele, yeah. um, but it, it's it's always fascinating to read, you know, people saying that their that their pre tour idea was oh you know man eat a angry eat anything yeah. you know just swimming around wreaking havoc sort of thing, <laughs> and and then to you know to to read the the post tour sort of feedback all in one day yeah that's all about you know i was so you know mesmerizing and gentle and you know respectful and all of that sort of stuff like it it, it really is you know it's it's music to the ears yeah that's a a direct positive impact i think um you know we're very experiential creatures Mm. um often we're so far removed from the real world behind monitors and things for for sure and (laughs) jumping in the water is Good yeah, for us. And I mean, the you know the media and all that, of course, is you know they're obviously the whipping boy, but uh, mm. you know they they they've always got a lot to answer for, and you know people say, oh, you know, watch this doco and that doco and that doco, and and it was nothing like that. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, but you've got to understand that you know, like docos mm. are all about you know biting and thrashing and yeah, splashing drama, and, yeah. and slow motion replays, and <laughs> you know, like if if you watch any given you know discovery documentary, there's probably actually only about three minutes of footage but yeah. you know there's you know 40 seconds of it you you watch in slow-mo 18 times and you think yeah. wow you know but uh, but but that that's a that's a fact and 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 when you you know when you have film crews on board you, mm. you begin to get that appreciation in that you know they're out for a week sort of mm. thing to get that three minutes of mm. footage but what they've what they've forgotten to put in the doco is the is the you know 18 and a half hours where the shark's just swimming around <laughs> doing its thing kind of thing so yeah yeah, I mean, look, no doubt they've they've got the they've got the potential to, to yeah. put on the speed and you know open their mouth and close their mouth and, and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But you so know, how would you describe them as a personality or as a kind of? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I often use the, you know, there's this sort of description that, that you know, like, all right, it, it, it's hard for people to, to, to gauge what a shark's like because they haven't seen one sort yeah. of thing. But you know, if you consider it to a, you know, to a, an animal, even yeah. even our own pets sort of thing, it's sort yeah. of like, well, what does your dog do for most of the day? Like, it <laughs> sits sits on the mat and you know itself sort of thing or yeah. you know what does a lion do like a lion's not always just running after a zebra going for the kill no he sits yeah. under the tree minding his own business and asleep scratch, and, yawn. And, and, and I mean that's that's exactly the same as what a shark's doing yeah. is, is you know 99% of its life is just swimming around I mean they've, yeah. they've got to swim they can't stop like they can't just sit on the seabed and stop yeah. they have to keep you know swimming at about you know basically walking pace just to just to live yeah um, but it's it, a good it, analogy it, to have because we are so we might feel even more separated from them because they're in the ocean and we're mm, on land so yeah. the extra kind of physical barrier we might think of so yeah, yeah no absolutely um, so but that's probably a good way to put it <laughs> yeah um and you know but uh, to sort of start to wrap things up, I guess it's a bigger, broader question. Um, if you have any input on um, sort of general global shark conservation, do you have any, I don't know, takes on it? Um, do you think certain countries are doing a, a good job, better job, less good job? How's Australia? 
<laughs> throwing up the net. Of oh, look, yeah, that's any... a that's a big broad question. It is a big and, one, and, and, and I mean, I think you know, I think a lot of the the thing with sharks is is it's it's very 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 easy for for us as humans to to generalise sharks sort of thing. You know, you read things about how, you know, humans are, you know, killing 100 million sharks every year. And so, but mm, they're, you they're, do read that. But, is that but, still happening? Oh, I mean, look, I mean, it's... Yeah but, yeah, but the thing is, it's like you've, you've got to put all that into perspective. It's, you know, like... You know, people think of a of a great white shark the same as they think of a gummy shark sort of thing, and I I, I think we're going to get a lot further if we can start to to, to break it down a bit sort of mm. thing. That, that all right, are going I mean down. all right, I mean yes, sharks are all are all important and they've all got their place in the in the food chain sort of thing. Um, and and I mean you know shark fishing is is probably no different to to any other species of fish sort of thing. I mean mm. I guess as humans, hey look, we we need to eat. You know, mm. like there's there's no, there's no doubt about it. But, but you know, working out how to do it sustainably is is, is what's uh, what's required, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think. And they've you got know, extra um, sort of um, prestige being apex predators. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. We learn what sustainable fishing probably yeah. the way to go. Yeah, 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 definitely. But you know, it's yeah, if we if we can, you know, sort of unpack it a little bit mm-hmm. and, and think that well, hang on. You know, not every shark is is gonna. Not not every shark's out to get you. In fact, none mm. of the sharks are out to get you. Sort of thing. I mean, mm. it's 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 pretty widely known that you know when when there is an attack, it's you know it's, it's mistaken identity. Sort mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, if, if sharks wanted, they grab and let go. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, it's you know, if sharks wanted to eat us. Hey, we'd be we'd be gone. You know, yeah. we <laughs> look out. Sort of thing. Um, but you know, I mean, they they they're just doing their thing. They're they're just trying to survive like we are. Um, I I think Australia's going pretty well um, yeah. I mean obviously well great whites are being protected uh, I mean all you know shark fishing is regulated sort of thing and, mm-hmm. and I mean that's that's all done with a with a lot of knowledge and understanding of, of, of biomasses and reproduction rates and, and all of that sort of mm-hmm. stuff um, but yeah when there's you know when there's statistics you know thrown up that that are completely irrelevant sort of thing of, of you know oh you know vending machines kill more people than sharks and it's like well as humans we kill more people than sharks sort of mm-hmm. thing like it's yeah i mean all of these statistics need to be need to be thrown back into into context sort of mm-hmm. thing so that so that the so that the message isn't isn't clouded isn't lost sort of yeah. thing i mean i you know i'm not yeah i mean i'm not not justifying you know the, the killing of sharks sort mm-hmm. of thing but as i said we we need to eat sort of thing mm-hmm. i mean what i i mean I'm, I'm most certainly not for the uh for the unnecessary i mean the shark finning trade i couldn't think of a more horrible practice that, we, yeah. that we've got it's like well hang on if you're gonna you know any animal doesn't matter what if it's a, a tuna or a cow or a you know a chicken or whatever yeah. it's like well sorry you don't you know you don't just go and kill a chicken just to eat its toenails you know you, yeah. if you're gonna do it you, you, you do it right you do it humanely and, yeah. and you do it with with some kind of dignity to, to make and sure more that people the whole are coming animals, on board yeah. um, with sharks. I feel like it's got a bit more of a buzz and a profile, and hopefully around the world, people are putting more effort into it. Oh yeah, de- yeah, definitely. I think you're yeah. playing a part in helping them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're only uh, we're only a small a small part of the of the big picture sort of thing, um, definitely. But uh, but no, look, happy to happy to play our part, and and, and look, yeah, let's let's absolutely. hope we can continue to do that for a long time to come. And is there anything else you'd like to say? 
Oh, no, look, I mean, other than, I guess, other than, I guess, the old sales plug of, hey, look, if anyone's, you know, got that, got that fascination yes. and, uh, of, of coming and, and seeing a shark, or hopefully seeing a shark sort of yes. thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's an activity that, you know, we get people from all walks of life, you know, yeah. I mean, I'll say kids, but, I mean, we, we do uh, we do have our, our own policy of kids needing to be eight to, yes. uh, to get in the cage. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've had everyone from, a, you know, an eight-year-old to an 80 year old and, and yeah. yeah no no qualifications required i mean we i mean obviously if people have you know had a bit of experience that makes it a little bit about diving yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have a regulator yeah, go down. yeah i mean it's yeah. uh, although it's not an actual requirement sort mm-hmm. of thing i mean if people have at least you know had a go of of a yeah, you know breathing reg or, or even snorkeling that'll you know that'll make life on board a, a bit easier sort yeah. of thing. Uh, but I, I would mean, agree. I think it's yeah. definitely worth um, even coming to Port Lincoln for. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, and <laughs> I mean, if you're Port, not like me, driving by. Yeah, I mean, Port Lincoln is a, a beautiful part of the world, it and is. and I mean, it's it's one of those places that's not really on the way to somewhere. Um, yeah. And uh, and 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 I I think that sort of makes it. Uh, makes it special you know the people that we that we get visiting port lincoln are the ones that that have wanted to come here sort yeah. of thing they're not the ones that are just passing through part. because it's on the yeah. you know because it's on the way to somewhere else it's like no you you know the guests that we get have, have made a conscious decision to yeah. uh, to come to port lincoln and 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 look there's plenty to see and do there's lots of you know lots of beautiful seafood yeah. to eat lots of beautiful scenery and, and absolutely <laughs> and, and and i mean you know we, we go back to fisheries management and, and, yeah, and i mean it's, it's, here, it's, it's it? very very well and very tightly regulated sort yeah, of thing and, and it needs to, to be sort of thing yeah but, but i mean the the regulation's one thing but you need the you need the knowledge and, and the, the understanding of, of, of what you're regulating before yeah. you can effectively manage it. Sort yeah, of so, yeah. Um, well, get yeah. more information. Yeah. Well, yeah. just want to say a big, big thank you. Um, thank you so much, Andrew. And no worries at all. Yeah. An absolute pleasure. And, and look, we hope to have you back on board one day. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, hopefully we'll find a shark. I so. can foresee that. So thank you. All the best. All the best. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoyed and learned a few things from our discussion about the great white shark. What an incredible animal that most certainly deserves our respect and protection. As always, you can check out the show notes. Just simply scroll up in the podcast app or go to my website, vetchloe.com. And if you like this show, I would be most grateful if you could tell a friend, subscribe or rate and review on iTunes. It all helps. Next week, tune in for our episode on collaborative conservation with Emma Coates, an environmental biologist who has worked for many years for the Australian government on projects to safeguard our natural world. Take a sneak peek behind the scenes to learn more on the commendable work she and others have done. Till then, stay kind and I'll see you at the next stop.